As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because you have, when you were born, there were two planets standing next to each other. Mercury, as I described, is your thoughts. And yours, while you're a double Gemini, your thought process is emotional. It's a funny way to distinguish. It's not just intellectual. You have to feel something. And when you were born, Mercury was standing right next to Mars, as, as though those two planets were at the exact same spot. And Mars is the male energy. It's like feisty. So your mental body gets super excited, but it's emotional. And you don't know how to emotionally manage how much you care, how much you feel, how much it affected you. So you can finish the conversation. You'll be like, that was exhausting. Well, the rest of us are like, what? The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My Seven Chakras, and now... Your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My Seven Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience deep states of bliss. In today's episode, we go deep into the wonderful world and realm of astrology. And we have none other than Deborah Silverman, who's going to speak about all the different aspects and questions and things to consider when you think about astrology. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So if you like the work that we do, and if you are excited about this episode, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button or the follow button on your phone or your device, because that tells the algorithm that you want more people to listen to this episode. So make sure that you hit subscribe. And with that being said, let's bring on our special guest for today, Deborah Silverman. Deborah specializes in helping individuals achieve emotional health and wisdom based on their unique personality and the four elements, water, 
air, earth, and fire. She has over 45 years of professional experience working with families and individuals and couples in private practice. Deborah's mothering approach to understanding people has earned her international fame and admiration. Admiration, not administration. <laughs> uh, that too. Administration as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Deborah, it's so great to have you on our show. And uh, I'm glad that you took the time for it. Thank you for having me. Great, great. So, uh, you know, we always start from the very beginning on our show. If you could tell us where were you born and brought up and what was your childhood like? <laughs> That's a first. Um, I was brought up in Detroit, Michigan. I lived there from in the home that I was birthed in until I left when I was 17. And I left very quickly and ran out of that city because it was a very complicated childhood. My um, Detroit at that point was the highest murder capital in the United States. And my grandfather was murdered when I was a child. And uh, it imprinted, as you can only imagine, not to mention that they were all from Ukraine. That my four grandparents came across on a boat, refugees landed in Ellis Island in New York City, then moved to Detroit, where they didn't speak the language. And my grandfather was a rabbi. He couldn't speak English, and he never did. My grandmother was two unbelievable grandmothers, and my grandfather was killed. And as I an infant, I was very young, one and a half years old. So it that began a traumatic entrance as I think we all as refugees or you know you come to this planet and you're a refugee where did we come from said the astrologer like I know home in my imagination I have had to recover a sense of home which is a place where people get along and they share their goods and they have a way of being kind to each other in my imaginary life but that's not what I grew up in Detroit so it was a very stressful um, circumstance my father was in the Jewish mafia, which then added more trauma because he ended up in prison. And one of my brothers ended up on heroin. So my whole childhood was just watching him high all the time, <laughs> mm -hmm. trying to figure out why he was having too much fun on the ceiling. And I literally um, became my own adult. I was a very responsible old soul who looked around at all the pain and thought, I could help you. <laughs> That's such a funny thought, this little girl. So I was interested in psychology at a very, very young age, went to graduate school and got a master's in clinical psych. And all of it was because of the imprint of my family and the amount of deep pain and trauma, including the refugee influence, which everyone in America has, including you. I mean, who, who's in their own land anymore? Mm -hmm. So it's given me that story, which I did in one simple small version was the impact of me feeling the collective pain in my family and in myself and then being very enthusiastic about what could I do to reduce the suffering and I discovered at a very very young age at 15 on <laughs> nitrous oxide at the dentist I had a spiritual experience where oh. I came out of my body I was in the sphere where I looked back at my body in the dentist. My mom was in the room because you couldn't take nitrous at that time without your parent. And I came up so high that I had a direct experience of a state of existence where everything was nothing. It was not as you thought. This reality was not bound by gravity. It was a suspended sense of euphoria. 
I had a direct experience of me not remembering my name. I was like, <laughs> wait, so I, I could see her back there. I was like, oh, my God, I got kind of scared in the experience for a little bit. Like, I couldn't remember my name or my mom's name. You know, I went so high. And when I came back down out of the experience, my dentist had spent quite a bit of time in India. I didn't know that. What did I know? I was 15. And I came out of the experience and I had tears running down my face. And he said, are you in pain? And I was like, everything is nothing. This isn't what you think it is. And he was like, Deborah, I want you to go to the Michigan Metaphysical Bookstore. And we were like, the what? So he wrote down Michigan Metaphysical Bookstore. He goes, go to the counter at this bookstore and tell them what just happened to you. And my mom was like, we're not going to the Michigan Metaphysical Bookstore. I mean, we didn't even know what that was. Fast forward the next year, I was 16. I drove myself for the first time to my dentist. His name was Marty Feldman. Isn't that funny? And I got to the dentist chair and it happened again. Only this time, I really had a direct experience of non-dualistic reality where I could see time going off in every direction. And it was an elated, transcendent, ecstatic experience. And it lasted longer, I guess, because he was, I don't know why. And when I came back in once again, the dentist was like, what happened? And I was like, okay, can I just tell you something? I am so blown away. This reality. And and so finally, I went and drove myself to the Michigan Metaphysical Bookstore. Mm. And they gave me a book called Three Magic Words, which I didn't understand a word because I was only 16. But I cut to the back of the book. And the three magic words were, I am God, which made no sense to me, but mm-hmm. it entered me into the state of realizing from that moment forward, and now it would be, it's 50 years ago, um, it never left my side. And I, don't tell anyone, but I lie to the dentist, and I go get my teeth cleaned with nitrous now. Like okay. I just lie and say, oh, it hurts so much. And as soon as I get nitrous, it's never been quite the same as those first two experiences. And every single time, and I go two or three times a year don't tell um i have a direct experience of downloads communication from the other side and a full commitment that you know what this reality that we are you know myopically and stubbornly held on to with my name and my astrology and i'm on a podcast and we're playing house and i've got kids and blah, 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 blah. all of it is a dream mm-hmm. so i got it very young and so nothing's ever been the same since that is very, very profound. I mean, so many things to, to reflect from what you shared. One thing you mentioned was Ellis Island, because I had been to New York uh, many years back, and I was on the, you know, sort of small boat that take you around the, the river, and they show you Statue of Liberty on one side, the city on one side, and then they point to Ellis Island, because the guide was talking about Ellis Islands, but that's how I remember it. And to your point, um, you know, everyone's a refugee almost, right? Because even though we might be in a place where we were born and brought up in, maybe we don't feel like we belong. And belonging is a state of rootedness, right? And it connects to our root chakra. And when a person is uprooted, like a refugee, and they're made to, um, without their permission or without their wanting to move to another country, they're made to made to start from scratch. And that can be a very traumatic and challenging and very discomforting experience. I can imagine. Um, and so thanks for sharing that with me. But the other interesting thing is that you met the dentist and somehow, some way that gas, that experience led to those profound states of non-duality. I remember uh, when I was pretty young, actually, this was maybe when I was maybe 19, maybe 20, I had a uh, you know motorbike collision and this came out of nowhere. I usually wear my helmet, but on that particular day, I wasn't wearing my helmet, and so the so the so the bike collided, 
And for a second, I remember, maybe it was multiple seconds, but I was in a place of um, of nothingness where I was able to, you know, be as a witness. And I, I, I experienced a profound sense of uh, time um, dilation. And the next thing I remember, I'm in the hospital with my mom on one side. Um, so I, I totally agree with you. I've reflected on these things so many times that, you know, what if we die? Right? Do we have the experience of going through the tunnel and then going to heaven? Or just do we just wake up? We wake up in another dimension or wake up from the sleep that we have gone into to experience this reality as a dream. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It, it is a very heightened state to mm -hmm. have a glimpse through an accident, through the dentist, through All a near-death right. experience, which I have read every book written because of my consistent entry. I really do have a seat at the table where the non-dual world lives. And then when I come back here, I have to say it hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, 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 it's very painful. And I find the human experience, I mean, I could cry just thinking about it, what's going on right now on this planet. It's, mm -hmm. So I multi-dimensionally go between worlds right. and it is my gift as an astrologer to speak to the abstract world that brought to us by astrology and then back at the ranch i'm a therapist mm -hmm. so i touch i go into people's hearts and i unpack and go in the back room with them and say tell me what, what hurts so the multiple dimension of this lovely transcendent reality that goes on the other side where, you know, you get, you get your head hit, you have an accident, you get into the place of whatever that place is. And then back at the ranch, you come back and you're, ow, mm. <laughs> ow. And then you're like, wait a minute, it didn't hurt on the other side. What is going on? And it becomes a wonderful, and you and I both being Gemini, it's the bridge maker. Gemini is right. the bridge between it's Roman numeral two. Mm -hmm. It looks, it looks like a bridge between heaven and earth. And that is in fact my function. So when you were 20, you met uh, an astrologer, right, for the first time, I guess. Um, how did that meeting go? Well, so here I am now. I'm 16, I'm 17, I leave home, and I never ate meat as a kid. I would refuse. I didn't know why, but my little self, I was just wondering about this the other day because I still have never. But So I had an impulse, obviously an old soul who got access to the non-dual reality at 15, didn't eat meat since she was seven. Then by 1920, went and found the first astrologer, which was a completely random occurrence. And I couldn't, I mean, how did she know me better than mm. I knew me? And I was like, that's crazy. And then I became obsessed. What did she tell you or not tell you or reveal to you during that first experience? Did she say something that to you was profound or made you go, you know what, that might be something that I want to learn more about? Well, she instantaneously knew I was a dancer. I had been a performer and a professional dancer, and I started in kindergarten at five, and I went to oh. university and, um, and studied dance. So I was shocked that as soon as I sat down, she said, you're a dancer, and I was like, who told you that? Mm -hmm. And then she told me that I would be a psychologist when I grew up. And I was f completely fascinated by psychology since I was a very young person. So that was striking that she knew two things of my nature that were and continue to be intrinsic. Mm -hmm. She told me that I had um, excessive energy, which, you know, at the time and continues to be true. So she there were some very simple one liners that left me with like, well, how did you know that? And then I, at the age of 18, before I met her, 
I went to a psychic Mm -hmm. by my mother's instruction. And the woman said to me, and it's so so crazy to remember this. She said, you're going to have a friend named Randy and Matt for the rest of your life. I was 18. Here I am now in the mid 60s, and I'm still friends with Randy and Matt. Now, how did she know their names? So I had had she many other things she said. I was going to go to Alaska wearing all white, and I ended up living in Anchorage working at the hospital. So I'd had the psychic woo-woo thing. Well, first I had the dentist. I've never told a story like this before. First I had the dentist at 15, 16. Then at 17, 18, I went to that psychic. And then at 20, I had my first astrology reading. And I was like, clearly, Mm -hmm. at a soul level, prone for this. Like, I came in this life, like I imagine you have, with a very specific purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I was here, no uncertain terms, to be a healer, to be a teacher, to be a writer, like, to be a dancer. She she read it all. And it was true. And now, I know, having been in practice for 40-some years that most people don't know why they're here. Mm-hmm, they can't delineate it. They can't articulate it. They only know it by default. Like, I guess I was supposed to be a mom. I got three kids. But I knew it, introduced by this astrologer and, you know, really influenced by that psychic, that I came in for a reason. And it's never, ever left my awareness. That's interesting. So at what point did you consciously go down the route of, you know, becoming an astrologer and doing it more in your life and, and doing readings for people and working pe- with people. When did that happen? It started at the age of 20. As soon as I met astrology, I did not, this is embarrassing to say, but I, I was living in Toronto yeah. and I, it's such a funny story. I had a dream. <laughs> it's so funny. And in the dream, a little Chinese lady who used to follow me around in my dreams, I must have been Chinese in past lives because she was this um, mentor of mine in my dreams. Okay. And she woke me up screaming at me, you've been an astrologer for a lifetime, stupid. Stop acting so dumb. And I woke up startled. And mm. the next day I started charging people. And I had never had a teacher. I had just been, you know, incessantly, like many people who love astrology, reading, reading, reading. And I just jumped in. And now I have a university where I teach thousands of people around the world. And I have trained on my website. There are 20 women who are certified, amazing astrologers that I do this game called matchmaking. Somebody writes to me and says, here's my birthday. And then I match them up with the right astrologer. Yeah. And so I began at the early age of 20 and have trained hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Now, does your... Uh, practice does it stem from any particular tradition like Chinese astrology, Vedic astrology, or maybe... oh, it's Western. It's pure Western astrology. It's okay. it's not Chinese and it's not sidereal. It is old-fashioned placidus. It's classical. What you get from the Western, not from the Eastern, and not from the Chinese. And my practice, because I'm a therapist, yeah, my astrological readings are far more about understanding your purpose, mm-hmm. your quirky personality. Do you have a quirky personality? Yes, everybody does. And the timing of your chart. I don't do prophecy and I don't tell people, you know, but I do answer questions like, will you have children? Well, I can look at the chart and go, it's very likely. Okay. Or, you know, it's a decision. People get to decide. There's not, here's the secret. Mm-hmm. Not that you've asked. There's not a lot of free will. Like you chose what you were going to wear today and you yeah. chose what you were going to eat this morning, but that's cute and little. Mm-hmm. mostly it's been written. And the real question is how at peace are you with your dharma and your karma? Because 
you can't argue with the parents you got, the body you got, the kids you got, the dog that shows up. Those things are destined. What you can only do is work with this intellectual, the free will button lives right inside your head. Yeah. Will I fall in love with my fate or will I argue? Will I fall in love with my fate or will I argue? That's very interesting. But don't you feel that if somebody gets into the notion of feeling like everything is predetermined, wouldn't that, isn't that feeling very limiting or very say like... That. I didn't say that. Hello. Sorry. I did not say that. Okay. Let me Every... better understand what you're trying to say then. <laughs> Let me do it again. Yeah. You, got, you get to choose what your mind will do okay. with circumstances. That's a total free will zone. Okay. But you didn't get to choose. You think people say this all the time in the new age. I chose my parents. I did not choose my parents. They were assigned to me okay. based on my karma, based on my Akashic records, based on my promises. But it wasn't like I went, I'll pick her. That's not how it went. That's ridiculous. I understand. So you're given circumstances, but then you get to choose how you act, how you react, how you Bingo. navigate those circumstances, right? So there is a lot of free will. It's just that there is pre predetermined circumstances. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So how do different planets, including the moon, affect and influence our lives? And I'm sure you can speak for hours about this, but maybe like a high-level overview for people especially who are new to astrology, who are maybe into astronomy and want to know more about astrology uh, and are curious, uh, could you give us a glimpse into how do these different planets uh, and the moon uh, influence and affect our lives? Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're displaying your air. You just jump from a very rich conversation about free will to the planets. And I'll see if I will follow you there as quickly as you went. By the way, before like you start, before you start, I know you said this, we're in Mars right, retrograde, right? Like all day I've not been getting messages, but ever since this conversation started, boom, 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 my phone's getting <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's never happened before. It's not Mars, it's Mercury. Yes, Sorry. Mercury is retrograde right now. Okay. That's the funny, yes, and I am too. It's just a wild energetic. Yeah. Um, so first of all, there are 10 planets okay. and they all have personalities. And so, I mean, I don't know that that's the best use of our time, but you can study astrology and get to know that if you are, for example, like you, a very intellectual person, 
okay. where you get interested in things for about five minutes at a time. Your chart is, a, you've got a very short attention span. You're like, I love it, I love it, I love it. That's true. So now, now that I know that about you, that would talk to me about Mercury. Mercury is the fastest moving planet in the heavens. It's like, it's the mind. Yeah. Your mental body rules your whole chart. Okay. And you are very quick. So that one planet, when I look at your chart, I can tell you quickly that w w because your Mercury is emotional, yeah. it, it runs, it, it's a feeling. You're, you're a funny duck. You're all intellectual until it hits your emotion. And then you get your feelings hurt, but you don't tell anyone. That's true. Like, uh, like you pointed out, like, I want to do a lot of things. Boom, 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 boom. I have so many ideas. And then I spread myself too thin. And then I get very tired and drained. And then I be like, oh, what's the point of all this? You know, <laughs> like I get tired. And it's not a physical tiredness, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I do cold showers. I, I eat pretty well. I do exercise. I don't feel tired, but I feel like spiritually tired, if that makes sense. Like, drained. A hundred percent. You know why? Why? Because you have, when you were born... There were two planets standing next to each other. Mercury, as I described, is your thoughts. Yeah. And yours, while you're a double Gemini, your thought process is emotional. Yeah. It's a funny way to distinguish. It's not just intellectual. You have to feel something. Mm -hmm. And when you were born, Mercury was standing right next to Mars, as, as though those two planets were at the exact same spot. And Mars is the male energy. It's like feisty. So your mm. mental body gets super excited but it's emotional and you don't know how to emotionally manage how much right. you care, how much you feel, how mm -hmm. much it affected you. So you can finish the conversation. You'll be like, that was exhausting. Well, the rest of us are like, what? Right. Why was it? Because you felt it all. You rode these weight. You're emotional. Mm -hmm. And it's very confusing for a Gemini to have Mercury in Cancer, Mars in Cancer. You have two planets in Cancer, which makes you, um, well, for one thing, very connected to your mom. <laughs> Wow, that's one clue. That's very, but, very um, apt as well, and I'll tell you why before. Please go ahead. Well, yeah, and the second one is that if you don't know how to manage that wavy emotional sensitivity your mind is dealing with, at the end of the day, you're like, why do I feel like I'm being pulled in seven directions? Because your emotional body didn't know how to simplify. So yeah. it's very important for you to be in meditation at times, like where you drop everything. <laughs> Where you don't think you don't even care because yeah. you care so much. That's true. Somebody told me once that your best quality is your beingness and just you know healing through being, if that makes sense. Um, totally, but it's hard for you to do that, Mister Double Gemini, because you think all day. I want to do everything, like boom, 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 and I see squirrels all around, uh, and that's what I'm realizing is just me. Uh, but uh, you spoke about my relationship to my mom and. You know, I just had a couple of days back was my mom's uh, passing anniversary. Yeah, she just uh, passed away from the physical experience uh, about a year back. And I was very close to her. For, I'm still close to her. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting that you mentioned. And the other thing I wanted to note is you spoke about Mars. And if you remember earlier from our conversation, I said Mars intuitively. I said Mars retrograde. So I found that pretty interesting. But you are extremely intuitive yeah yeah thank you <laughs> but but you have a struggle because your intellectual appetite yeah is so strong double gemini look at you like you can't keep focused and then your emotional realm you've got a uh, intuition mm -hmm. and you have logic and they don't match yes so that's that's a wrestling match like my intuition said this but logically it makes no sense you must listen to your intuition because it's really your primary source of information 
And that's that explains why I get drained and tired and exactly and maybe some you got bitterness, <laughs> right? Um, you often talk about the elements. Now, what are the elements when it comes to astrology, and how are they all interconnected? If you can give us a a glimpse into that, I know you wrote a book about that as well, right? I did. I did. I wrote a book called The Missing Element because yeah. once you find out, you're actually quite balanced. So here they are. Ready? Mm-hmm. We just described your thought process. Water. Water people have an emotional response to reality so they can't put it into words and they don't want to talk and they don't want people bugging them but they feel everything and it's very internal and they water rules tears they cry easily Mm -hmm. they love to be at home they're basically loners who are highly sensitive except for their favorite people like their mom and the dog well, in the human design, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. In human design, um, uh, my phase right now is to be a hermit, which which is a loner. So a hermit, somebody who is, but as a guide as well. So I like like being a guide, and and I'm comfortable being uh, alone. But I'm not lonely. I'm alone in the sense that I love going to the coffee shop because that's the ultimate juxtaposition of being l- alone, right? But at the same time, you're not alone. You're all around this chatter, this laugh, this talk. But I can do my work. I can have a coffee. But does that make sense? I don't like to be totally. at home. That's I so never you. like to be at home. But I like to be by myself in the collective. And then if I like, if I want to strike a conversation, have a chat, that's great. I meet amazing people in the coffee shop. But I like my space, right? So cute. So that's the water element is your love. And all of us have this to certain degrees. Right. The people that can cry easily, that are very emotional, that love to play house, that just wants to um, be. Okay, then the second category, which is what you and I are, is air. Mm-hmm. And air is the airheads. They think all the time and they talk all the time and they're superficial and they have a million ideas and they've got social media and they've got their telephone. And they forgot where they put it because they're little airheads mm-hmm. and they're fascinated for about two minutes about what was free will. And now we're on the planets and now we're going to be the elements. And that's just so air like yeah. da, 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 da. it's a bird like I'm flying this way. I'm flying. And the water's like, whoa, this is why you get confused by yourself. You're like, oh, my God, why are we <laughs> doing so many things? The water just wanted to focus in, right. get warm and fuzzy. Playhouse and be in the air is like, I got a new idea. Yeah. Oh, I just changed my mind. <laughs> right. That's true. I, I, I want to do, you know, outdoor breath work workshops. I want to do work for corporates. I want to do a vlog where I meet, uh, you know, guests like yourself in person and do cold dips and I want to create movies. It's like, it's like, stop. Let's focus on one thing. Let's not do everything together. Exactly. All right. And that's the hard part of the combination. <laughs> and of course, you're going to find that there's four elements. Right. And the game is to have all four of them in balance. But okay. typically, we have one more predominant. The third category is Earth. These are the practical people that love money and spreadsheets and taxes and insurance and organizing and going to Costco and buying five bottles of cleaning supplies (laughs) and cleaning and moving the furniture and organizing the shit out of the dishwasher. and Don't put the fork down. I said put it up. Like, oh, my God. So they're like the practical, reliable. I have a feeling your mom was like this. Practical, reliable, responsible humans that are completely dependable and they make their schedule and don't change it. And the air person's like. I don't even remember where I put the schedule. You know what? Uh, that's so amazing because when 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 we had the anniversary, this was in India. I could not make it to India this time, but there was somebody from the church. She she was an avid. She used to go to the church always, and she said, when my mom was there, like the church accounting was all over the place. Right? It was so confusing. People taking money, going, putting it back in. So my mom was the only person who was like the accountant and like 
orderly right, right? putting everything into order right and then the church was so happy because now the numbers made sense and everything is compliant right and she said that specific she called that out she said this is why we really appreciate her she always took initiative she was always supportive but she also looked after the accounting isn't it funny because i can feel your mom around you and why did i know she was earth i know right yeah yeah i can feel my mom all the time she comes in my dreams and uh, we've had because you know, that's what happens we get dead friends and they never leave us alone i've got them too all over the place they're all over my house like hi <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so the earth earth people don't believe in this stuff they're like no, they just don't. say what you mean do what you're gonna say organize the numbers get the finances get the receipts and they get off on it but the downside is they're kind of boring to themselves they think like I have nothing to say because all I ever do is do the dishes. Well, we are so happy you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and the last so category true. is fire. And mm-hmm. these are the people that are super enthusiastic. They have lots of chi. They get really loud. They drink too much. They eat too much. They spend too much. They go to the, the you know, workout. They love to have the weights. They love to have their gym. They love to have their tennis. They're just crazy. I have a little bit of this. And they are right. very blunt and very honest. And they stick their foot in their mouth, an American funny phrase, mm-hmm. that means saying things that you probably shouldn't have said, but you didn't have an off button. Because fire just runs hot. There's no such thing as lukewarm fire. So they're always all over the place. This Mm. is your life lesson, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to realize that this is my life lesson, and I'm in a particular cycle, which I'm looking forward to speaking about soon. But before that, uh, when it comes to astrology, what are some basic terms that a person should be acquainted with? Like, houses one term ascended slash rising uh, is the other term. So could you give us an overview? I know, well, you know, from hearing about all, you. Mr. Fast, Mr. Speedy Pants. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. of all, let's finish the elements. The elements sure, sure. are the basis of everything in astrology. Okay. If you just read, and in my book, there is no astrology in the missing element, the book that I wrote. It's just learning the four personality types and okay. really getting comfortable because it's like four wheels on a car. Mm-hmm. You don't want one of those wheels to go down. Yeah. You want all you want to have an emotional body that knows how to manage its sensitivity, an air element where you can really talk to people and share your thoughts and be focused and be able to be fascinated with this life, a practical side that takes care of your taxes and knows how to run your house and take care of the and a fire one that can have fun, have a drink, have an orgasm and have, you know, where's the fun factor? You yeah. can't live without one of those four elements. Right. Okay. Just had to say that because you're so fast. <laughs> and your next and your next question was well, Ele- the the conversations about astrology. Of course, there's planets, there's signs, there's houses, there's aspects, and there's transits. And that's how I teach. Mm-hmm. One week, it's unbelievable that within six weeks, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, every podcast host gets half price for the school. Um, every, every the classroom, you study your own chart. Literally, your chart comes on the screen. You're in a Zoom room with just 10 people in the room. Your mentor and I studied your chart before you got there, so she's prepared. Okay. Up comes your chart. We start with sun, moon, and rising. Then we go to Mercury. What's the fixation? Like you, what is your mental fixation? Oh, you're so emotional, but you don't know how to manage it. So you get spent, and you want to be in a relationship, but you don't. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as someone starts to invade your space, you're like, I need to be alone. But then you give this mixed message like, I just want to play mm-hmm. alone. I mean, with you. I mean, alone. I mean, yeah. with you. Yeah. Did I get you or did I get you? You did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you have all these different terms. And, of course, people go through it. It takes time to, to learn about it. When it comes to house, what does a house mean? 
it's literally where in life that arena is be, like everyone has a house it's such a funny thought there's several, sorry i'm asking newbie questions but... houses <laughs> and they all have a theme Okay. So where your chart, where your chart lives, like what house is predominant, where you have uh, okay. an excessive amount of planets. So for you, for an example, you have three planets in the house of relationship. Okay. However, it's your life lesson. So, so you want to be in relationship, but you don't, but you do, but you don't. Okay. So are you in relationship? At the moment? No, I'm in a relationship with myself. Exactly. And that's your, that there's a, it's really true. Yeah. You have three planets in the house of relationships. So whatever house is the predominant influence, we can tell a lot about what you're about. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's like the arenas of life. Like it literally describes the different arenas. There's one is your body. One is your money. One is your thoughts. One is your family. One is your kids. One is your health. One is relationship. That's your predominant one. Right. One is sexuality and spirituality. That's my predominant one. One is philosophy, one is work, one is um, the futurist, the technologist, and one is the mystic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to uh, Mercury retrograde, now this word, this term, a lot of people speak about this term, it's spoken about on television, newspapers. What exactly happens during Mercury retrograde? Can you help break it down, please? Yes, yes. <laughs> So you know how there's two trains, if you ever see subways in New York or London, yeah. they're moving together and then all of a sudden one looks like it's going backwards. They're at the same speed, yeah. they're going in the same direction, and all of a sudden it looks like it's going backwards. That's what Mercury retrograde is. Oh, Mercury okay. travels with the sun and it's always traveling at the same degree. Mm -hmm. And then three times a year it starts to look like it's not really going backwards, but we say it's going backwards from Earth. It looks that way. And then it goes backwards and then it comes forward again and continues on the same path with the sun. Mercury and the sun always travel together. Okay. So if you're so if you're a Gemini, Mercury's either going to be one sign behind in the same sign or one sign in front. It never leaves. Okay. And that depends on what three times a year it starts to go, oh, looking like it's backwards and it comes forward again. And simply <clears throat> like right today, what it means is there's glitches. They're the weirdest things happen. The computer right. doesn't work. The airplanes are delayed. <clears throat> it's hard to communicate. I mean, I've had in the last three days since it's gone retrograde, I've had <laughs> I just keep going. I can't believe like it just happened to you and I it did, We yeah. couldn't get into the room. It's never happened yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fascinating how this works, but it is connected, right? Because um, if you look at the moon as well, and I know you speak very eloquently about this, um, I, I guess 150, 200 years back, they used to call people lunatics because when the moon right, is, is shining, I guess it affects your thought process, it affects how you behave, how you react, and it affects the electronics. I mean, uh, celestial objects can affect and, and this and the sea and the oceans as well right that affects tides so it's 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 crazy how people do not believe in these things mm -hmm. north node versus south node sorry could you help clarify the difference between that whenever there's an eclipse yeah. it's related to the north node and the south node that's what happened last night Okay. during this beautiful beautiful full moon whenever there's a full moon the eclipses get activated what the north and south node in western or in eastern astrology called rahu it's a very important influence in the eastern astrology even right. more than the western but i have taken a great fascination with them the yeah. north and the south node yeah and in my language i teach it as the north node is your shortcut to enlightenment 
So if you want to know how to get quick, like some people in this lifetime, because I came in with such a strong spiritual awakening at the age of 15, so cute to think about. I was yeah. a cheerleader. I, I scared the shit out of my cheerleading team because I came back <laughs> and I was like, everything's nothing. And they were like, ooh. <laughs> Wasn't the most popular point of view. By the way, you should. Uh, do you do stand-up comedy at all? You should. You should be like a spiritual stand-up comedian, right? You're talking about spirituality, but you're making people laugh. <laughs> that is true. I, they, the, if you read my bio, it says part comedian, part astrologer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the north, the north node is the clue. It's important. Not everybody wants to be enlightened. It's not what you know. It's not easy to be enlightened. Let's start there. You have to really, really deal with suffering. Right. So sad. And, and so if you're looking for an easy path, you're going to try to avoid <laughs> enlightenment. But in, it, it, what the North Node tells you is if you're interested in enlightenment, which I imagine people on your podcast are, mm -hmm. what is enlightenment? It means that you're enlightening. You're taking yourself out of this physical plane of heaviness and trying to lighten it so that you can operate with the intention the spirit would have rather than the ego and the gravitas and the unbelievable human dimension, because this place is very, very confused. Right. You cannot be human and not be broken. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. We are broken animals. So if you want to get enlightened, first things first, got to say, how do I find peace with what is? Mm. How do I fall in love with my fate? How do I fall in love with the things that have been... Like, look at my story. My grandfather was murdered. I mean... The amount of trauma. My father went to prison. It was like, wait, this place is scaring me. And then I had to fall in love with my fate and go, oh, so my soul used all of that as leverage to push me up to a state of acceptance. Mm. And the North Node gives you the clue of what to aim at. So yours, for example, here we go again. Yours is in fire. Okay. So you promised this life to be a super independent spirit that would not compromise. Mm -hmm. But the rest of your chart, your little mer Mercury and Cancer and Mars and Cancer, all you want to do is be nice to people and have them like you. And then you've got this purposeful, driven Saturn, your life lessons fire, and now your North Node's in fire, which we learned about fire is the ballsy, male, strong. And your little Gemini's like, I don't want to be like that. Did you say my life purpose is fire? Is that what it is? That's crazy because... I tell this to all my friends and on my Facebook page, I have in bracket, that's my name, Agni. That's what that does not surprise me. That's what intuitively I got as that's going to be my archetype and I need to stand in my fire, if that makes sense. And 100%. Really drive it across, right? If you go to my Facebook group, it's so it's not like I'm saying it just because you told me right now, but it's it's fire in, in, in my, uh, in my well, name. Well, you are fire. extreme. I told you that. You're extremely intuitive. If you would just right. trust your intuition, you would never have a problem. You would just be doing the weirdest things, though. Yeah, that's true. You'd have very strange timing. You'd have really strange interests. You'd foul nobody. Mm -hmm. And your little Gemini would be going, uh-oh, this wasn't good because they're following me and I don't know where we're going. I'm following <laughs> my intuition. Right, right, right. So your fourth node is in Aries. You came in this life to be a warrior. And so wherever the north node is, it's a shortcut. I have a whole... Mm -hmm. class in level one one yeah. of the entire the best class of level one is what people say is when you find out the shortcut to enlightenment and what to aim at and then it's like such comfort mm -hmm. and the south node is quite the opposite it's your past lives it's where you okay. come from so right. yours was relationship you learned compromise in past lives mm -hmm. in this life you made a promise you wouldn't do it okay do you, do you find sometimes that the South Node and the experiences and the contracts bleed through into this life? 
hundred percent. That's what they do. That's their function is to bleed through into this life. To to take the wisdom of your past life Mm -hmm. as a compromised person, as what you did, which was harmony and relationship, and to say this lifetime, we are not doing that. Which is why relationship is hard for you, because you can't compromise. Right. That's so true. That's so true. Um, Saturn return. What is it, and how does it affect our lives? Saturn return is simply every 28 to 29 years, it comes back to where it was when you were born. So it's called Saturn return. Ah, And it's the most significant marker where your free will is out of your hands. You get no free will during that window. Okay. I'm sorry. They will take away your marriage. They'll take away your kid. They'll take away your house. They'll take away your, or they'll give you a marriage. They'll give you a kid. They'll give you a new life. They'll give you a new job. But life comes in and that's when the free will button is taken out of your hands. So when you're 29, is that when it starts? Usually, let me just tell you when yours was. So tell me what happened for you in 2000 and how could that be? Oh, 2013. Wait, you've Saturn and Sag. 2015, 2016. What happened to you? 15, 16. Uh, well, You're just turning 30, 29, 30. Yeah. Um, 15, 16. Well, uh, 15, and, 16, uh, like 15, I started this podcast. That was like a huge uptick for me because now I lost this yep. podcast. Didn't know it'll grow. All of a sudden, I'm getting reviews, and Apple is putting me on the iTunes. Uh, new noteworthy chart on, on the front page and I'm feeling good about it. I should not feel good about it because I should not be attached uh, because it's it's all illusory, right? Like, but I'm feeling good about it. Oh, maybe I'm better than I thought I was, right? You know, I was getting these ego boosts and then, you know, that, that gave us a nice growth and spurt and but yeah, that was this huge thing that happened in my life. Uh, that was one, but I also was uh, was in a new country. So I came here in uh, 2014 end. Um, so I was in Canada, very excited about this new life, was doing an MBA program here at UBC, meeting a lot of people, but also a lot of uh, discomfort, right? Because here I was with some of the most talented, intelli- intelligent, intellectual students. And I was like, I kind of don't fit also because I'm like deeply spiritual guy doing an MBA program with a lot of uh, accountants and financial planners and operations specialists. And I'm like, I just, I I like business, but I want to use that to grow, get into energy healing and breath work and meditation. I don't want to grow like like an accounting firm, you know? So all these things going on, trying to find my place in a group, in a country. That's exactly set in return. Everything Uh, you just said is 100% set in return. You were looking for your destiny. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And you were That's thrown right. into a new setting where you didn't get any free will. And then once you got there, you got to make some choices. That's true. That's true. But the free will was there, right? Because I decided to come to Canada. No, you I didn't. Did. No? Okay. <laughs> it was destined. Okay. There's no decision. You think it was. It's an illusion. You could not have not come to Toronto if your whole life depended on it. Right, 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 right. Think about it. Think about it. By the way, Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver, BC. I'm sorry, UBC. I was thinking here in Toronto. Yes, I spent spent 20 years in Vancouver. Really? Which part? North Vancouver. Oh, that's the most beautiful part. That's amazing. That's amazing. Good to know. I'm in in, uh, the main Vancouver, sort of the Langara area which is like marine and south but it's so good to know you were 20 years in vancouver um so deborah when you say tune into the cycles and follow the rhythm i love what you said there i love the court uh, but when you say tune into the cycles and follow the rhythm what do you mean by this and can you give us an overview of some of the cycles that a person finds themselves well you just in? did it you just did it so when you are between 27 and 30 he comes to UBC, he gets a new job, he gets a podcast. You, there's no free will when you got put on Apple. You didn't make that happen. Right. Fate made that happen. So, so when when you are watching the rhythms of life go in cycles, you become very conscious. Like Saturn return is coming. I know I'm off the free will zone. I always tell everybody, get your hands off the steering wheel. My, I have one of my sons just is going through it, and after ten years of being married, <clears throat> we got divorced. Oh. went off to another country. I knew he called me. He was like, Oh God, here comes Santa return. I was like, surprise. Okay. That's, That's a cycle. Right. So he knew it and intuitively then, because he's I your guess, son. Well, right? well, cause his mother never left him alone. Yeah. So the trick then is every seven years, Saturn's going to come and get your attention again, not Saturn return, but every seven years it goes 90 degrees. So it's at seven years old. When you're born, Saturn's here at seven years old. It goes to a 90 degree angle at 14. It goes opposite. 21 yeah it goes and then at 28 it returns to itself right it goes and then seven years later it squares again and then seven years later it squares again so those are cycles okay and that and that happens regularly across your life Mm -hmm. and when you learn astrology what you find out is you can actually organize your life Mm -hmm. and and the cool thing is once you know that like, I know, for example, that next two months from now, I'm going through a change of a cycle. Right. And then out of the blue, an agent approached me to write a book. I was like, well, isn't that funny? Because I knew the cycle was coming. I'm going to write another book. God damn it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Deborah, when... Write another book. Did I just say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My question is, you know, when you were born in a hospital, right, you're obviously not being born alone. There might be other children, other babies that are born at the same time in the same place. So do they have similar circumstances and influences from an astrological standpoint? From the external superficial, but the soul, like literally I just met a woman. I swear this is true. Yeah. At my chart, she was born the next 
day at the same time in the same city. She was a Jewish woman. We were it was like looking at my chart and looking at her. I got kind of scared, but right. it was totally different because at 15, I had an enlightenment experience. Yeah. She never had one. So my entire trajectory went different, even though we both had similar timings. We both got married at the same time. We both had kids at the same time. Our charts were similar, but the application was dependent on our fascination with me, with enlightenment. Okay. She was not interested. She was not interested. So the key factor here is, again, free will and your fascination, particularly for spirituality and enlightenment, which she did not have. And it's all between the ears, exactly. When it comes to astrology... um, why does it sometimes get a bad reputation, especially with folks who they say believe in the science? So first of all, <clears throat> astrology is based on astronomy. Yeah. It's pure it's pure science. So let's start there. So it is a scientific practice yeah. of executing a chart requires a tremendous amount of math. Yeah. Where were the planets? What time were you born? What city it was? But the interpretation is based on a 4,000-year-old wisdom source from Egypt. Yeah. I understand why no one believes in it. It's bizarre. Right. So I always tell everybody, don't worry. It does, you don't have to believe in it. It believes in you. And yeah. I understand the skeptics because I was once one. Yeah. I became a believer because how did that woman know that I was a dancer and a psychologist and had all, like, that was crazy. Right. That's true. That's true. So I guess in your case, the experiences that you had and the confirmations and uh, one thing led to the other, and that bolstered your 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 conviction in astrology, right? But um, thanks for confirming. Uh, I'm sure the people who are listening to this right now, especially people who might be a little bit skeptical about astrology, can hopefully dive deeper <clears throat> and experiment and 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 get to know themselves how profound this uh, this field is, as I am myself. Um. I have a whole bunch. You can trust me when I tell you that yeah. if you want to do an experiment, you just write to Silverman support at okay. Gmail and you say, I because w- I don't do readings anymore. Yeah. But all the women I've trained are exceptional astrologers and we literally get requests and I do matchmaking. It's like my favorite game. Yeah. I look at your chart and, I, and then I find someone who I know will be compatible with you. And then I get reviews. We get all kinds of feedback and I find out, did it really help? It's so much fun watching someone who doesn't believe in it go, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, Deborah, it was really nice uh, chatting with you and talking about all these different themes and uh, you know, uh, exploring questions that I had personally in my mind. And I know that you have uh, you know, my chart. To, to, to conclude or to finish our interview, are there any hints or maybe things that you can guide me through to help me uncover or get a more crystal clear understanding of what my purpose is? Well, I think you know your purpose. You came in as a double Gemini to be a communicator and Mm -hmm. to source people into thoughts. You are here to provoke us. And you'll get better as you get older. You're you're a serious Gemini. You're not flaky. Mm -hmm. You really genuinely want to make a difference. This is what your promise is. And I would strongly suggest you take at least a a little look at astrology because you would be a natural. You have a fascination with humans Mm -hmm. for about 10 minutes and you get bored. But as long as they're interesting and there's something to talk to about, you're absolutely fascinated. And astrology gives you a doorway to be able to say, Oh, I get it. You think like this and you think like that. And it gives a really powerful compatibility piece because that's your life lesson is relationship. So 
You are exactly doing what you came to do. Double Gemini, Moon, and Libra. You're here to communicate. Woo! <laughs> so, Deborah, uh, what lies for you ahead in this year? And how can somebody who is listening to this show learn more about you and get in touch with you, get to work with you? So I'm going to start writing a book about Tell Me a Story. I have a program. It's tmas.co, tellmeastory.co. Okay. And it's a it's a writing course based on the elements that I've been doing now for the last two years. And I'm now writing a book about it, and we're going to create a whole. It's very, very exciting. So there's that. And then <clears throat> I am... Um, my company is 50 women teaching astrology all over the world, and I just celebrate. The, it's only twice a year. It only happens in September and in January that we open up the doors to the school. So at this moment, I'm on a break because we're going towards the summer, which is now my time to um, excite myself with simple pleasures. Like I'm a, I'm a double. I'm not a double. I'm a Gemini Libra like you. I love the wind. I am air. So any chance I get to be on an electric bike riding through the mountains of Colorado, that's where I am. So I entertain oh. myself by the hour and I'm in love with this life. And most of all, I'm in love with the healing part. And I find this place very sad. I have to manage my deep, since my childhood, imprint mm -hmm. of trauma. And I've done it. I, I think meditation, my strong suggestion to people is it's not easy for us as Geminis to meditate because we just think too much. It's like you close your eyes. And it's like, no, not that guy. Tell him to shut up. So I've had to <laughs> learn to tell him to have a seat. I don't want to talk right now. I'm just going to be quiet. And it's been the highest road in my lifetime of finding peace. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, we'll also have links to your website in the show notes. It was really, really amazing to chat with you and connect with you and have a conversation with you and to get to know that there are some similarities overlap between our astrologies as well in terms of being Gemini. Um, before you go, what is that one thing that you, you are grateful for? Nitrous oxide. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <clears throat> I'm so thankful that spirit found its way to show me how to teach others to get outside the pain body. I'm very, very thankful that the pain has not been my signature, even though it started off that way as a child, that I've been able to find a, a beautiful relationship with this thing called life. Action Tribe, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure that you share this episode with a friend of yours, maybe a family member. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow. Give us an iTunes rating and review. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at my7chakras.com. That is my, S-E-V-E-N, chakras.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.